What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk Ball. Brendan, what's up, my guy? What's up, Michael? How you doing? How's everybody out there doing today? <clears throat> Hope everybody out there is doing well, doing well. Uh, first things first, as always, get it started. God bless. You know, um, give honor to him. And thanks uh, for, for putting us in the situation. And as you all, uh, you know, as we always do. You know, we're trying to talk ball. He's allowing us to do that. So, again, all honor and glory to him. Uh, Black Lives Matter. I hope everybody went out and voted. Uh, we're still waiting on a decision. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I believe I believe Biden is up, and I'm assuming I'm assuming he's about to get it done. But we're waiting on states that's, trying to count. That's what they're saying. And it's and it's. It's just, it's just like, is, is it like when in the past we found out that day, or 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 we were asleep the the uh, the day after, you know? Yeah, so. you'd find out. It wouldn't be close like this. It it it's just it's funny though, because like as as we look, I don't know if like our generation has ever been more um more invested. Um, I mean, other than, you know, he got elected. Um, in a way, in no twelve. Um, but I just think that this is—it's kind of put a light on a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, I've certainly been—I haven't watched the news this much. I got it on the TV right now, peeping it and seeing. And it's just—it—it's so funny because um, if I mean I want to speak into existence when Joe Biden wins, it, it's going to come down to you know black people have saved the day in that, and you can't in. You can't sit here and deny that fact. If you look at cities like Detroit, Atlanta, um, things like that, Philly, cities like that have, are coming through for him. So it makes it very interesting. But then you get the other part, too, saying that um, it's so close and it shouldn't be this close. And it's just, you know, how the whole South is red. And it just, you know, it's just interesting to see. Even in Virginia, if you think about looking at Virginia, if it wasn't for Northern Virginia seven five seven, I think, I think Joe that Biden won Richmond two weeks. Yeah, that was all red. We would, we we would be, we would be. Um, it would have been, it would have been, um, it would have been Donald Trump. So it's just, it's interesting to see. Um, but I think, I think Joe Biden will win, and oh, the country is going to be a crazy time. People are, people are preparing and getting ready for the craziness. So. That's pretty much it on that. But I'm excited. Hopefully, Joe Joe Biden. Hopefully, we know something today. They said Pennsylvania is supposed to um, be done by tonight. So, okay. you know, hopefully, we know something about tonight. So, <clears throat> and uh, for some reason, my mind, I'm 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 assuming COVID has something to do with it as well. I'm trying to be cautious with that. You know, yeah. So either way, with the, all the mail-in ballots and stuff yeah, like that, exactly. um, people have been so. That being said, let's get into it. Uh, first housekeeping, a uh, little bit of a sad story. A guy that we went to uh, college with, uh, he came in with, with me actually, um, my year, my class of 2014. Uh, a guy named Frederick Sharp. Um, he had left Averett, I think, uh, not too long after me, um, and he was still just trying to play ball. He was playing um, semi-pro in some places. He was playing pro some pro ball uh, in different states. You know, he was just still just trying to grind, just trying to play the game. You know, I commend him for that. 
he was always working even in even in uh in school he was always a hard worker you know some guys well including me at a point so i always called him a try hard you know just keep keeping in the whole buck but you know he he definitely did put work in you know so and it showed because he had uh opportunities to go play pro ball he was going to do that when uh he had actually fell asleep at the wheel he was driving for so long and uh he had uh crashed you know he had spun out of control and he had to uh, get surgery you know and thankfully he is alive right now god bless but uh he actually had to get his if I'm not mistaken his left leg amputated i'm not i'm not too sure but uh i can't remember but i was talking to him earlier um yeah it's just a sad story you know but again thank god that he is alive right now you know so we just send our prayers out to him yeah that's tough man that's a tough one losing your leg and i couldn't imagine that happening to me me losing my leg even with what i do so i know it gotta be tough on him and the family and you know, everybody keep me in prayers and hopefully because it, it can become a depressed, um, a depressed state um, once you cannot even do what you love. So, you know, shout out to him and speedy recovery and, you know. Yeah. And, of course, um, <clears throat> like I said, I was talking to him earlier. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, he is in he is in great spirits. You know, I mean, absolutely great spirits. He is, of course. Um, he says, you know, there, 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 there's the, the tough times through the, uh, through the day where it's, it's painful for him and things are tough, but he's always just looking up and he's always been a positive guy. So he's keeping that uh, positive mental attitude. He's carrying that throughout, throughout his life from now on. So I commend him on everything. He is a, is a strong brother to go through what he's going through right now. You know, so again, uh, prayers and well wishes to our guy Fred and, um, Move on from that. Let's get into it. Uh, the NBA season, uh, the NBA Players Association, they were discussing uh, starting December 20, uh, 22nd uh, for tip-off. Uh, Brendan, you can go ahead you, if you want to get a little input on that. Um, I, I believe that they agreed to it the other day. Um, what happened was it came down to um, dollar signs. So, I think what happened was they kind of told the players if they start on the 22nd, they'll make this. If they wait, they're going to lose this. So I think it came down to money at the end of the day. Um, and the NBA players kind of they, – they kind of didn't have a choice. But what happened also – what happened also is that they thought that COVID would be more under control um, by this point, by December. But, where you know, us being the smart people we are – as Americans, we don't have COVID under control, so arenas still won't be able to be filled. So that's going to come into a problem, too, as well. You know, them playing in, I don't know if they're going to go to smaller stadiums or what, but that was the problem that the players were thinking about, people not in the stands. But it came down to dollars and cents um, with that, because I think if they did, if they decided to wait, they would have lost um, like $500 million to like a billion dollars or something like that, some big some big amount of money like that. So the players decided to go forward with it. They said that they're going to have a 72-game 72, 72 season. Um, so 
it, that's pretty much what it came down to. It made a lot of, and that's, I mean, that, that's what makes sense. You know, the league is like, if you don't play, we're going to lose this amount of money, and the players did not want to lose that money. So that's what it came yeah. down to with that. Uh, me personally, uh, in the sake of competition wise, I feel like it'll be a little too early simply because they just finished the season and they're going to need, yes. depending on what they do with the whole. Um, training camp and trade deadline or free agency or whatever you want to call it. Who knows how long that's going to last because we already in November. So we got a month and some change until the next season for tip-off. So when are you going to, when are we going to start this? You know, so that's, that's. But LeBron and them won't be playing anyway. So the first, he said he's not going to wait the I wouldn't blame first two him. months. Because so. they just. Oh, yeah. I, and honestly, I feel like the Lakers won't. Will, will, I mean, depending on who they get, I don't know who else is going to play either. But they may have to may have to do some uh, do some adjustments to that roster if that's the case. So uh, move on from that. Uh, last thing before we get into it today, uh, the Seventy Sixers they expressed that last thing. I apologize. Uh, one of the last topics. Uh, the Seventy Sixers they expressed interest in James Harden. Um, I don't, I don't know how that looks with Ben Simmons and, um, Harden or Ben Simmons or Ben Simmons or, uh, Harden and B. I personally don't like either of those combinations. So I, mm-hmm. I told you, I said it last week though. I, I said that Daryl Moore is going to try to get Harden to, Philly, but I also think the Rockets believe that Harden may be past his yeah. prime. Um, they might go into a rebuilding stage. I wouldn't be mad at them. Um, and they may be built around Russell Westbrook. Because, I mean, you're going to get to the same spot anyway. You know, why have two superstars kill a con? Why not have one give the other one away, kill that contract, and then bring another superstar on or something? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they, they tried it with those two. He Before that, it was crazy. Oh, that didn't work out either. So I feel like they're feeling like James Harden may be over the hump. Um, and they, they don't think that they can win with him. And if that's the case, why not get younger pieces? If I'm them, I'm going to trade. Oh, I guess I would trade for um, Joel Embiid instead of Ben Simmons. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid, I feel like, can coexist a little bit better. Um Keep the guys like Macklemore, um, Eddie House, PJ Tucker. Keep those Daniel guys there, and, and they can add somebody else. Oh, Eddie House, Daniel House, right? Um, I know, right? From Boston, I'm tripping. So I feel like if that's the move they make, they make they make that move. They give, they take, um, they take Joel Embiid. I don't think that Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons can play together. Um, I think that Russell, I think Joel Embiid would like playing with Russell Westbrook more. Um, because you know you're gonna get a competitor day in and day out. Ben Simmons really doesn't like basketball. Um, I'm gonna stand on that notion until I go <laughs> blue in the face. So I feel like they're if they do do that move, they're gonna get they're gonna um get rid of Joel Embiid. Um, but I feel like Philly might have to get rid of another one of those big yeah. guys like Tobias Harris too. Um, but I keep forgetting Tobias Harris got a max deal too. So it's it's a lot of money. Um, you kind of got to see right now what's going to happen, but I don't think that's a terrible move. Um, I I just think that, oh, excuse me, I think that I would rather, if I'm the Rockets, I want Joel Embiid 
over Ben Simmons because of Russell Westbrook. If you just say that uh, <clears throat> Harden may be out of his uh, going out of his prime, or you think that the Rockets may think he's going out of his prime, what what do you think about Russell Westbrook? Is he out of his prime now? Um, that's a great question because Russ did have I, a great year before the bubble, but I mean he, yeah, yeah but he got yeah. COVID. Yeah, remember that. So we don't know. I mean, we don't know. It's a lot of things. Just like saying it hit Cam Newton, nah, it may be tougher than what we because we're not an athlete, so we have to take it into account. Like, if somebody, one of us, get COVID, okay, we get COVID, we recover, we just go back to doing a job. Like he has to go back to being a top, top tier athlete. Um, being getting yeah. back in athlete shape. Um, and we don't know what symptoms he had. Like he could so, um. I don't, I, I don't know with Russell Westbrook. I just think that Houston, or unless they give it one more year, because at this point, you gotta, something's gotta, something's gotta click. Like, I mean, I and James Harden, I'm not saying he's not good, but I'm saying maybe his time in Houston okay. has come to an end. Um, so I, the prime thing, I was, I wasn't saying that. I think, I think that I'm saying that maybe Houston's like, well, do we keep trying? Keep him on? Do we try to get a. a do we get a Joel Embiid who's younger? We can build around him. Joel Embiid is still – he's a superstar. Um, He's still going to attract – Houston needs <clears> – <throat> Houston has to keep up with Dallas. Dallas has two young superstars now, and they're trying to get the ball rolling. Houston's got to keep up. You know, San Antonio's kind of forgotten one, so now Houston's got to say, okay, how do we keep up with Dallas? Dallas is going to be high attraction. We got to be able to sell tickets, things like that put money in this, things like that. So I'm taking Joel Embiid over Ben Simmons. Um, or So that's the, I think that's the only way that Philadelphia can acquire James Harden is that they put – you put Ben Simmons. But uh, Houston, don't be dumb enough to pair Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. No. Put the big down there and just kind of build Russell Westbrook in the big. Um, and then you build – you get another wing. And then you kind of see what – you kind of see what's going to happen with that um, and see what happens in Houston. So we just got to kind of see with that. But it's – it's. I mean, I guess it's the lesser two evils. You kind of – you got it. But I, I think that – I think it may work out with James Harden and Philly. I would like to see him play with Doc too. Yeah. I want to see him actually yeah. be coached, coached hard and that. So everybody has a lot to prove in Philly, Doc. And if James goes there, he has, and it makes the East it makes it makes the East a little bit more interesting. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not put him in the East and then say, okay, Miami, okay, Milwaukee, okay, Toronto, okay, Boston. Now it makes I feel like the West because if we think about this now, now the West is gonna have Warriors coming back. The West is gonna have four to five teams that are solid. Like you said, solid Dallas, really? LA, with 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 the with okay. the Steph and Clay coming back. So you got the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and then you would have one of those uh, like the Jack, you know. But it would be good. So then, if, if you ship James Harden to, let's say Joel Embiid comes to Houston, then I put Houston as one of those top six teams. Um, and then in the East, you have. Philly, Miami, 
Raptors, Milwaukee, if Giannis, depending on what Giannis does, Toronto, that's about five. And then you have um, I throw the Wizards, I, I John Walls, I'll throw the Wizards as a top six or seven team in the East. So now it's kind of balanced out a little bit. We haven't seen the East be there, but with Miami doing what it did, it makes so the it will make the um the two conferences a little bit. It, yeah. it will give us better basketball. If we have James Harden on the East, and then we it'll with Clay and Steph, and then come even. back, and the Nuggets doing what they, yeah, it's gonna so it'll make it a little bit, it, it'll make it a little bit better. Like that's that's what we've been needing in basketball. Like so, it make it a little bit, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, now it's kind of divided. Now we got good on both sides. Joel Embiid and Houston with Russell. That's still a two man power punch right there because you can still build. Russ, you know, so you know things like that. So yeah, that that's how I, I still feel like to make it to make it even better. I feel like one or two more superstars, or maybe just one more superstar, should come to the East. Maybe a D. Lil or McCullum guy going to a tough team, or but you. Oh, but okay. And then you put. I'll put I mean, yeah, but well, I'm just saying, that's like, not going to I mean, I feel like CJ would leave though. I mean, CJ's not staying in Portland his whole career. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who would he, I don't him. think he is either, but unless unless they take care of him. Right. Unless they take and I think Portland's yeah. the only team that's gonna pay him. He's their he's their guy. we don't know that because all the time, but we gotta kinda see and then I, it's just it's gonna be interesting. But if James Harden ends that up in Philly, that would be different. It's gonna make it's gonna make things good. It's gonna make it's gonna sure. shake some things up. And also uh while we're talking about moves really quick. Uh, Drew Holiday, he's his name has came up in conversation, and I've mentioned Drew Holiday. I think last week or the week before that, we were talking about uh, guys that are sleepers coming up in free agency. Uh, I can't remember if he's a restricted free agent or unrestricted, but uh, that's a guy I'm looking forward to seeing make some moves. Or he's a. I want to say he's a he's a restricted okay. free agent. So. If not mistaken, did yeah, because the um the Pelicans said they're open to trade offers, so they're looking uh they're open to listen to trades for Drew. Um, I don't know what you can get for Drew. I don't know what people think of him. Uh, so I don't really know. I, I truly don't know what his value would be. Personally, um, he's a. Uh, I feel like you can get maybe a, a couple guys. And- people are hiring him. They said. Hold on, B, you breaking up. Say that again, bro. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. A, B. Yo. Yo, yo. What's up, bro? You you, you okay. back? I'm good. Did I break up? Because it had, on my end, it had you breaking up. So I was yeah, sure. nah, uh, you were breaking up. Okay. All right, so we good now. Uh, yeah, we good. All right. Uh, last the last thing I heard you say, actually, I forgot the last thing you said. You were talking about Drew and yeah. Could you get your take again, bro? Because I didn't even get that. I oh, you good? Now I was listening. You, I was saying that the um, the Hawks want to give up the six pick for him. Um. I think the Lakers will try to get him, but I like I don't think David Griffin is going to do another trade with the Lakers, even though 
the Lakers gave him a lot. So if I'm him, I'm like, okay, I'll 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 consider like him for Kuzma. That's not a um that's not a bad trade right there. Yeah, I don't think they want to do that for Kuz though. That goes Drew. But right now, I mean, think about it though. If you think about it like that, like we're talking right now, like Holiday comes in, he helps you right now. He's looked at as a perimeter, as a premier defender in this league, and he and he can shoot the ball. So yeah, so that's why, so that's why I think they would ask for more than just Kuz. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they'll have to throw a couple, or like like maybe maybe uh, maybe a pick or two in there. Or okay, they may have to throw somebody else in there. I, I, but just for Kuz, yeah. that that's a hell no. Nah. But I think if the Pelicans are trying to be younger, which I think they are. Um, I think that well, yeah, you're right. So I think if they throw in a pick, the Lakers will. Be I wouldn't okay be mad in that direction though right. if, if they did just trade Drew. Yeah. For him, you I, know what I'm saying? Like it, it wouldn't be bad because, like you said, they, they may be trying to go young. Yeah. So it wouldn't hurt, but I don't know. I I, I believe Drew's worth is just a little bit more than Kuz. I mean, not saying Kuz played bad; he did well, but I feel like he would need Kuz needs a little bit more minutes. For him just to be a, a single trade for a guy like Drew. You know. Yeah. Um today today we have our top our top list uh for point guard, shooting guard, the one through the five, basically. Um I have top ten. I don't know if Brennan has top ten. Um but we can go, we can get into it, and that is actually the only thing that we do have for today. Um Hopefully we can get our guy PV in. Oh, hold on, hold on, real quick. Hold on. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Hold on, real quick. So I was like doing as as we were talking. I'm looking at trade packages for okay. Drew Holiday. One team popped up was the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets would get Drew Holiday. That would they would get rid of. But hold on, hold on. Right, but listen, listen to what they would have to give up. Woody, Levert, and oh, y'all do that for Drew Hot. But but think about that's three for one, Malcolm. Are you deep enough to give up three for one? Like you, but you got to think about this too. Last team that gave that much up was the Lakers, right? I thought you just said Karis Levert and uh, Jared Allen. No, and Spencer Dinwiddie. No, 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 I was. I didn't, I didn't hear you that's say that's, that's what they're saying. Nah, and when he stays, yeah, yeah, Drew can so go over there. But yo, yeah, nah, nah, I'm sorry. That's what they're saying as a third piece. Now you gotta understand this: the Lakers, the Lakers gave up that much, but in return they got a championship. So if I'm gonna give up three for you, you've got to be a you got to be yeah. AD for me. You see what I'm saying? That that's why. You know what I'm saying? So, they're saying um, the Nuggets will be another team that's very interested. They would give up Will Barton and Gary Harris in a dra- in draft pick. Because that team is already good without um, for that. Okay, now, Will Barton was definitely needed, but yeah. Gary Harris, he was he was choppy in those two, three games that he did play. But Right, 100%. But think about what you're getting. You're going to get a shooter oh, yeah, and no, a perimeter no, defender, so you're getting – those two and one with Drew that. Holiday. That would be crazy on the Nuggets. Okay. Drew Holiday, Jamal Murray, and Jokic. Woo. 
Ooh, and then Mike Malone. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, look. Portland. They got the bench. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah. they can retain Jeremy Grant. They can keep him. Then we got uh, – Yeah, yeah. That would that would probably push that yeah. probably push Jeremy to come back, play and play with them. Um, the next team is the Portland Trailblazers. They would just give up CJ McCollum. That would for that Drew would, Holiday. That, that would be a, um, awesome, I don't really a, know. a huge step up. Well, because, because maybe, you get but better it, defense at that at that two spot, you get better defense than CJ will bring you, but you get the same scoring, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Because for one. The problem with Portland was that they would get killed at the guard spot. The, you know, so like they'll go shootout for shootout, and at times they don't need to go shootout for shootout because they don't have mm-hmm. guys backing them up that can do other things in a shootout. So for them to have Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. you can get in the shootout with Dame, but on the back end, you you know that Drew's gonna make it ten times harder for them to get back in the shootout than it would have been for CJ because CJ because CJ gets lost in the screens and then it's over with. They'll pull up. The Drew, Woo. see, see, see now, Drew Holiday is, is see. That's why I say Drew Holiday is the most. It is it, 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 honestly, in my opinion, the most key piece during this free agency, because where he goes, and hopefully, if he goes to a contender, which I want him to, I want him to try at least go for a ring, because he's one of the hardest workers in the league, and it goes uh, under the radar, you know. But uh, I don't know. Either way, if he goes on the East or the West, but I don't know any uh, besides, like, besides you said the Nets, but they but they'll be giving up too much for him. Yeah, so those are the those are the teams that have good trade packages that I think are interested in um that are interested in him. So that was a pretty good little thing. But the Nets, I'm like, ooh, if the Nets can give up two for him, that will make that make them. That, that that will make them definitely fa- heavy yeah. favorites in the East. Heavy, heavy, heavy favorites would, in the East. That would be crazy. And also, I saw um, I saw some people talking about this is just off topic. I'm just thinking about it. I saw people talking about they should trade Paul George, the Clippers. Trade <laughs> I do. Him or get rid I of do. him. Do something with him because this was not what they expected. I do it. <laughs> I do it, and I wouldn't even think about Steve. But I'm giving it. But nobody wants him. His trade, his mm-hmm. trade value is terrible right now. Unless you send him somewhere like Atlanta. Ain't nobody. But but Atlanta doesn't have anything you want besides maybe a number a, a top six pick. But like you said, a number six pick. Yeah, they don't got nothing for you. They don't got nothing for you. Well, yeah, we're about to uh, get into it. Like I said, we're doing the uh, the top ten list for the one through the five. Um, we're trying to uh, – we want to get our guy PV in, but he's at work right now. He got things going on. So, you know, we're going to hold it down for him. But if he does join in, by all means, he'll, he joins in. You know, then he'll have the floor and he'll uh, give his list. You know, but uh, for right now, let's get it started. Uh, Brent, you want to go first or you want me to go ahead and do it? You go first. Um with the with the, you yeah. doing point guards first, right? Okay. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, go uh I'm gonna do my top five and then I'll uh give the reason if you got questions of uh who 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 is in there or why I don't have so and so in there, then you can ask that. But uh starting off at number one and uh the reason why I have him at number one is because I'm going off of last season and what I've seen him play the most. 
um, and what we've seen all these players do the most and where they were at this season. So, uh, number one, the point guard I have is LeBron, simply because I saw him play point guard majority of the year, and they label him as point guard. Um, so that's why I have him at number one. Um, and that's the only reason why he's at number one. If he was at, if, if, if he wasn't at point guard number one, if he wasn't at point guard, I'll, he'll be at my number one for small forward. So, because again, he is a point forward, but, uh, number two, I have Steph. And again, if Braun wasn't there, Steph would be number one for me. Um, then I have Dane. Then I have Luca. And then I have Chris Paul. And the reason why Chris Paul is number five on my list is because he did what he did with a not mediocre, but a surprisingly, how can I put it? A team we didn't think would do it, uh, do much of anything. You know, um, kind of thought this was just a tryout year for Chris Paul. But he came out guns blazing and got him to the fifth or sixth seed. I can't remember which one it was, but that's why I got Chris Paul at uh, number five. And that's my top five for the uh, for the points. Okay, I'm a. I'll, I'll give you that LeBron, but I'm gonna keep yeah. LeBron at my small board. Um, number one, number one for me is Steph Curry. Um, he he's there, but it, he's not he's not a landslide right now because the last time I saw him play, he missed the three to tie the to tie the game in the finals. So. In big moments, he's come up small um, when he doesn't have Kevin Durant. Um, so I got to see, um, because even in game seven, when the, the the Cavs and the Warriors went back and forth, Steph Curry went kind of quiet um, in that game. So he's number one for me right now. I'm excited to see uh, how much stronger he comes back. Um, I miss, you know, even though I, I can't stand them. Those two guys together, mm. the light-skinned fellows. I miss seeing them. You know, I, I miss seeing them do things that together that we haven't seen in a long time. So I miss to see kind of how it's going to go, how good, how how Ripley is going to go for them now that you have the Lakers and the Clippers in the West now. You know, when they got to run into some dogs, you know, and things like that. So they're not used to that. You know, the last time we saw them in the regular season, they had Kevin Durant, things like that. Everything was easy for them. So now we get to see even with Steve Kerr, we get to kind of see how good of a coach he really is um, and things like that. So that's number one for me, Steph Curry. Um, number two for me, I can't even, I'm looking at my list. Number two would be Dame Lillard. Um, we saw, we saw, we saw in the bubble. Um, he's just a dog. Um, he kind of had a little bit of an old school mentality, but he still got to get over the hump too. Um, like we talked about, I think he may have to move unless they bring somebody else in Portland. But if your mentality is I'm not going to have a, another superstar, you're not going to win this league. No matter what you want to say about LeBron, Kawhi, whatever, there you got to have that. another superstar. Like Luca has another super, right? Luca, Luca has another superstar yet. I don't know if Dame. He may have realized it, but I don't know if he'll ever come out and say it because he's been so strong on his point that I, I'm not going to team up with anybody. So until he does that, um, he is going to be it's going to be hard for him to get over the hump in the West. Plain and simple. Um, let me look. Oh, I got Dame at two. Um, at three, I got Kyrie, Kyrie, my guy. Um, helped oh, Bron get a championship. I I want to see. 
that, that one was – I had him up there. That one was tough. I was looking at my list. I got to see him just go play, man. Just go play because when he was just playing in Cleveland, it, it looked good. When he Before he became kind of outspoken and kind of, you know, after he hit the big shot, Kyrie just go play, man, you'll, and you'll be fine. Um, he's he's had a tough couple of years. He's been hurt, you know. He keeps getting hurt, so I hope this year he'll he'll shake some things up. I want to see him and KD against LeBron and AD in the finals. That's what I want to see this year coming up. So I got Kyrie at number three. I know I heard your breath when yeah. I said Kyrie at number three. Um, number four is Luca. Um. Luke is self-explanatory. We don't got to really explain about Luca, and I don't want to go into explanation why I have everybody wear. But Luca is Luca. Luca's game is just evolving, and it's evolving at a high pace right now. And he's doing things, you know, he's doing a lot of things that that we haven't seen from a European period. We managed, you know, we came over. We thought he was a him and Tony Parker. We like, man, those Europeans can go. And then we get a young guy like this to come and shake things up. Number, well, yeah. I got Luca at four, right? I put him at four. I got five is going to be Russell Westbrook. Um, I've it was be him and him and CP were like uh, five, like five A, five B, really for me. Uh, Russell Westbrook, like I said before, he got hurt. I mean, hurt before he got Corona, he was balling. Um, he he's got a lot to prove. I love how he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. He competes every night, even though sometimes I wish he would give the ball up just a little bit more. He competes every night and he could play for me. As a coach, I want this guy on my team and on my roster, um, and then like that. So, yeah, so I have him in, I'll, and I'll stop there at six. Chris Paul be number six for me, and then, and it, it could really be flipped, like you said, Chris Paul. You pretty much explained it. Chris Paul took that Thunder team to the playoffs, um, had them balling. Um, they should have beat the Rockets. It was very close. Chris Paul's just he's your your typical point guard. He's your coach on the floor. Um, and I would love to have him too. So that's my one through six. Malcolm of my point guards in the league, okay. in the league right now. Okay, yeah, I don't know about the Kyrie thing. Uh, I actually got Kyrie at seven and Russ at eight. So yeah, I had, I, and I honestly just put Ben Simmons in there because in the regular season, be like he was at six simply because he was. Ooh. He was he he was he he was he was he was playing great defensively, he was. And I mean, you have to you have to give him credit. It'd have been a little bit easier in Philly if he was there playing in the bubble. I mean, he wasn't he wouldn't have been much of a scorer. But you're taking you're taking you're taking away because uh, taking into consideration that he is a a playmaker. You know, he will get guys easier shots, or whatever. But you know that's. It, that's the sole reason why he is there, and the only like the only reason why he's there. Outside of that, if you'd had a regular year doing uh, being a playmaker or a defender, his ass probably wouldn't even be in the top ten. So uh, we can move on from that. We can go to shooting guards. Uh, Hold on, you, you round oh, out, yeah, you um, rounded out your top ten. Uh, Russ at eight, my bad. And then I got Jamal Murray at number nine. Then Cal Lowry at ten. Ooh. And then Cal Lowry. Cal Lowry was. <laughs> we both got. Cal Lowry we both got Lowry at ten. Going to be uh, flip flop between Kimba if Kimba had a better uh, playoff uh, performance. You gonna laugh? I got Kimba. I got Kimba in my top. I got Kimba cracked my top ten. So I got. 
six. I have. Oh my God! Trey Young at Jesus seven. Christ. I got Trey Young at seven. I know, but it it we point guard. I didn't realize there's not a lot of like the point guard. Is just kind of it's getting and I and I maybe I have them too high because it was like it was gonna be it was gonna be Ben so I could probably swap Ben and Trey Young really but Trey Young been hooping Atlanta's just really bad Atlanta's really young and they're just really bad and but he's becoming one of those his range is getting crazy though Malcolm and he's starting to become like a Steph Curry like a young Curry can, how he can how he just shoots the ball how it comes off so effortlessly. So I have him and Ben kind of swapped there, seven and eight. I got Kemba nine, and I got um, Kyle Lowry at ten. Kyle Lowry has a ring. Um, he we don't like his game, but as a coach, yeah, Malcolm, yeah, you like know, his like, game. He's, like I sit here, so I I, used, I hated Kyle Lowry, but as a coach, I sit back, and I'm like, damn, but this dude does ev- like he does everything right for Nick Nurse. Like you look at a point guard and you like this guy, he. Whether we want to say it or not, he had to carry. He had to help carry Toronto when Kawhi was sitting out all them games. Somebody had to keep the team together, and Kyle Lowry's kind of the base at the base of that. So that's kind of my top ten. It's funny how we both have Kyle Lowry in our top ten, and I thought I would never put that Philly guy in my top ten, but Kyle Lowry, some he just like he sneaks into the finals, sneaks to get a ring, he sneaks into my top ten. So that's my top ten for um for that <clears throat> for the point. All right, we'll uh, move into the uh, shooting guard. Um, we got – well, you want to start off? Well, let me go ahead and start again. I will go first this time. I'll go one through five. Um, I will go one through five. Let me see. All right, so number one – okay. Number one – hold on. Let me, let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. Let me look and see. Okay. I got to – I'm trying to get – make sure I get the shooting guards correct because maybe my mind – all right. So, number one for me – Um, hold on. Let me look. Number one for me – all right. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. I had to look and I had to go through. I had to evaluate. I had to break it down. For myself. All right. So – I got it. I know exactly. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. All right. So, number one for me, James Harden. Um, number one shooting guard. We we don't really have to. That's kind of and it's tough because I was like I had a couple guys. And I was like, man, he might be a small four. So that's why shooting guard was a little bit harder for me because I had a couple guys. I was looking. I was like, is he a small four to shooting guard? So I finally got down. I have James Harden at number one. Um, can I mean just score the ball with the best of them. He's starting to become better defensively, surprisingly, um, which we kind of – I feel like we, we slept on that for so long. Um, but he's he'd become um, he's become a better defensive player for me. Number two for me – man, Malcolm, this was hard, though. Number two would be – oh, God. I'm, Bradley Bill is my number two. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm tripping when I say that. Brad, let, Brad, let me bump that down. Clay Thompson will be number two for me. Um, I, but I don't know if he characterizes oh, a small four more shooting guard. I put him in that. I put him in that to two. Um, he's number two for me. Can I mean just he can he can score twenty points taking three dribbles, unheard of. 
but he's gonna do it right, and he he's, he's a knockdown three for me would be Bradley Bill Mount. Oh, no, I know you, mm, like but you. Bradley Bill he he. Oh, okay, Bradley Bill averaged what he averaged. I think he averaged thirty um thirty plus last year. Um, he's starting to become a dog. I think he made the statement about wanting to stay in DC, but we got to kind of see what's gonna happen in DC. See what John Wall comes back and what he comes back and he does for the Wizards. Um, but Bradley Bill is starting to become the man in DC, and I thought I would never say that because I always it would all it was always John Wall's team. Um, so I said one, two, three. Number four for me would be Devin Booker. Um, Book is Book's always been a dog. He's a scorer, like I said, with James Harden. They just scored the basketball. God put him on the earth to do one couple of things, and that's be be a light bright and be able to shoot the ball like anybody else. He can just score. He's going to go get you a bucket. So I love D-Book. And it's crazy that he came off the bench at um at Kentucky. Is that five? No, that was four. Five is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday cracked my top five. So that's my top five. And then I do go out and get my six through ten um, on my shooting guard. But that's kind of – that's kind of how my mine rank out. My top five. Okay. Well, uh, one for me is Clay Thompson. Simply because, mm-hmm. like okay. you said, the man can score in bunches without having to dribble as much as everybody else. Uh, he's just that prolific of a shooter, um, a marksman. Um, two is Harden. Man, you gotta, you gotta do it. You know, he's got to do it. Uh, Jimmy is number three. Jimmy worked his way up to the uh, shooting uh, to the shooting guard. Worked his way up to the three spot for me Be- uh, after what I saw in these uh this, these uh these bubble performances. He was he he was hooping. See, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I'd put him at the three or the two. That's why that's why shooting guard was like tough because I like is Jimmy because Jimmy's up there like is Jimmy because he he's gonna be in my shoot small four but that's why it was tough for me because I was like do I classify him as a as a small four because I don't shooting guard for me means you're you're a knockdown shooter like Jimmy isn't he's more of a small he's more of a Kawhi LeBron ish more than he is a Clay Thompson but you got but, but in my, my opinion eyes. I feel like he's more of a he gives you he, he gives you that Kawhi feel at the two spot though. That's why I feel okay. like that because like okay, Jimmy is also Jimmy can I mean I don't know Jimmy Jimmy's been a guy that's always been a uh lock you down. He, he was like a Demar Rosen kind of guy, but not offensively skilled like him, but just a methodical kind of player. You know, take his pace, you know, saying like mm-hmm. uh play at a pace, but can also run with you. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I've I've always given Jimmy that uh that that two spot feel for me. But but okay. but him being at the three is definitely interchangeable. I'm not arguing that. But it's just out I, I personally have Jimmy at the two. But um Okay. See what we got. What we got? Well, I say Jimmy, then um, Brad Beal at four. Um, I just want I just want Bradley Beal to get to the playoffs and really show what he can really do, man. He'll he'll, he'll easily, he'll easily crack, uh, crack my top so get to the playoffs and really just uh, performs. Um, Devin Booker. Oh, was that five? Yeah, Devin Booker is my number five. Uh, number six. 
to round it off, that'd have been uh Donovan Mitchell. And then I have CJ McCullum. Mm-hmm. Then I have Drew Holiday. Then with Paul George and Jalen okay. Brown. Right. <laughs> I don't even think Paul yeah. George is on top ten. Um I went five, so six. Six for me was gonna be Donovan Mitchell. Um he's starting mm-hmm. to get that little dog Mini in him. Way. Um things like that. But yes, many ways. I got CJ after Donovan. Um then what was that seven? Yes. I got A, I got Big Dola Depot. I was kind of um, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, but 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 he was hurt, so he can't so I, I'm I'm but I'm thinking about what the last time when he was completely healthy, what he gave us. Um I would even I would even put Vic over um over I can't say that. I was gonna think about putting him no, over CJ, yeah, but I was like, I can't do that. that. Um can't do that right now. Um and then I got <laughs> I got Paul. I got Paul George, and I got D'Angelo Russell. I want to put D'Angelo He's Russell over Paul George. Yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, I got him as a two. That's see what I'm saying. I got him as a two because because he can. He's a flat out scorer. So that's what I think about when I look at my twos. That's why I the Jimmy Butler thing was hard because I'm like, ah. But Jimmy Butler's not like a deep Devin Book. He's not like like he reminds me more of a Kawhi and the. And more of a LeBron as in becoming methodical and having control over the game. So I got Paul cracked in my time. Still, maybe is 11. Something like that. For the shooting guards of the NBA. Okay. Um. Let's go. Let's move on to the small forwards. This one, uh, I don't, I don't know how you may feel about this one. I don't know. Um, for me, uh, I want to go from the, I want to go from ten to one for this one. You can do one to ten, or uh, ten to nine for me. But uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go from the, from, from the least to the best. So uh, first off, not first off, but at number ten. That Karis Levert, he's uh slowly creeping in that list. You know he's he's shown some spurts. You know not not going overboard, but he's really playing some ball. And if we had put Paul George or Jimmy Butler in the other list, he wouldn't be on the list. So if we put him in the small fours, he wouldn't be I had, in the top 10 small I, fours. I kind of so. had Karis LeVert. I didn't I know I had him as, like, maybe a, a tweener. It was hard for me. I had him, like, a tweener. So, I top 10 isn't I, – I can see that. Yeah. And then I have uh, Bojan Bogdanovic mm-hmm. from the, uh, the Jazz. Number nine. Uh, number Ooh, eight, man. I have TJ Warren. Uh, he was always he was always good. I knew what I knew he was good because I saw what he could do. With he started to show some signs. There were a couple games where TJ was really hooping, and then I uh, then of course in Indiana this season he was playing pretty well, and then out of nowhere he started snapping in the bubble. Just the first game off rip forty something, damn. Next game thirty something, sheesh, going ham. So. 
he proved himself, and let's just hope that it continues. But as of right now, he's my number seven. Uh, at number uh, six, I have Carmelo. Oh, am I right? No. Okay, yeah. At uh, number six, I have Melo. And then, uh, hold on. Yeah, you should Am be I on right? six. Ten, uh, eight, seven. Ten. No, I'm on eight. My fault. It was ten. Uh, cause Levert was ten. Bojan was nine. TJ was eight. Melo seven. Okay, I'm at six now. I got you. All right, Demar. Okay. Demar is number six for me. Demar DeRozan. I got him at six. And it's funny because he was a two in uh, Toronto, but I consider him a three in uh, Houston, not Houston, San Antonio. So I, I got I got Lamar the three over there. So that's my uh, bottom five. Uh, you want to give, uh, give yours? Want to just round mine out? You know who number one is? Uh, don't have right. to do that. You put him as a point guard. I still got him as a small forward. Um, LeBron James is my guy, um, number one. How, yeah, number one is LeBron um, on my list. Um, number two would be Kawhi Leonard. Um, I got to see him be the guy. Um, he's got to give me more than what he gave me. Than what he gave me in the, you know, that's just disappointing, man. Like, as much as I talk bad about the guy, the guy is good, but what he gave me was not was not it. I really wanted to swap him and Jimmy Butler. It was close, but I gave Kawhi the nod because Kawhi got a ring with Toronto. Kawhi's lucky he got that ring with Toronto. Now it would have been Jimmy Butler at number two, him at three. Uh, four for me um, would be Jason Tatum. Um, Jason Tatum is number four. Um, he'd be coming. He's coming into his own. Okay. He came up. He came up a little bit small, but that comes with growing pains. Everybody, you know, everybody comes at small moments, and I'm tired of people using that against younger players because everybody has come up small in certain moments. Nobody just always come up big. Michael Jordan didn't come up big in every freaking moment, guys. Like everybody comes up small. So I got Tatum at four. Um, number five for me. Oh my God, you might get on me with this one. Number five will be Brandon Ingram. Uh, he cracked, he he cracked my top five. Yeah. Um, he's he's starting to become a little bit of a dog. Okay. I was like, man, where was that at in L.A.? But I, I don't think he really liked playing with LeBron and things like that. So I got, I got him at number five. Man, small forward. Let's see, at six. I put oh my god at six I got oh Demar Derozan, um he, he he got in there number six for me, um I'm gonna just finish my top ten six is Demar Derozan seven you're gonna laugh I put Chris Middleton in there, the <laughs> Middleton cracked in there because he showed a little glimpse. Because Middleton is seven okay. um it was it was tough though I'm not gonna lie like I was like mm, do I throw him in there do I not um eight. Eight for me is gonna be um uh Bogdanovich. Um it was hard, man. This small cause after the top, like I'm like, who got who was dominant? 
So I got eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so eight. Who's who? Uh, nine know. is Will Barton. He made nine for me. And then 10, man. You know what? It's funny. 10, I'm going to put it's between Kelly Oubre and TJ Warren for me. Kelly Oubre, he he's got he's starting to put it together a little bit, like small small spurts. But I gotta see it all. Like defensively, he's a shut, he can shut people down. I just gotta see his offensive game take another leap. TJ Warren, I gotta see him on defensive. Like you said, his offensive game took a leap. So that rounds out my top ten, man. That that bottom that bottom four, I was sitting here like going back for like who am I gonna put? But that rounds out my bottom four. Joe Ingles is in my top fifteen, though. You gonna laugh when you heard that one. I put Joe Ingles in my top 15, though. Joe Ingles. I like Joe. I like, I like Joe. Oh, Joe yeah. Buff. He held a playoff P. And he talks shit, uh, too. Why he do numbers. Ain't no, ain't no worse than a white boy locking you up and then no, talking to you. Australian accent. Giving you what you want. <laughs> just a... Just a just imagine, just imagine. And probably, and it, I know it throws you, boy. it throws you all the way off too. Golly, day. Yes, that's my top. Because uh... then that, then will come around, then just spark yeah, yeah. on the other end of the court. Yeah. After, after he pluck you, he spot he up. Can, he go there and spark like right in your face. In all, in all, and he just That shit is hilarious. I'll be weak. I I I yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be pissed. I'll be so weak. All right, Malcolm. Finish out your your top five. Yeah. We got man. All right, mm-hmm. I got Brandon Ingram at five. Yeah, I got Chris Middleton at four. Yeah, can you push? You I have push Jason Tatum at three. three. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> At Kawhi too. Well, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. My bad. Everybody, okay. Right, no, 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 you're right. Because I wasn't even about to say that. I was, I was looking. I, I forgot I'm about KD. Everybody else bumps down. KD's number two right now. LeBron's one, so everybody else bumps down a spot. It's fine. I apologize, Kevin Durant. Um, but I. I put you. That's right. I owe you, and I put you're in the top two. I'm tripping. Yeah, KD's in my top two. My bad. Sorry about that, everybody. You get bumped down the spot. But yeah, KD is definitely in the um in my top two. Goodness gracious, what am I doing? Yeah. Okay. So now we can uh move on yeah. to the power forwards. Uh, I'll, I'll actually just give my whole top ten on this one because uh. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if you had anything different up here. But uh number ten for me is John Collins. Uh I like the guy. You know, he's he's tough. He's tough. He can uh he, he rim runs, he can knock down a shot from time to time. If 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 he's gonna be out there, it should be at a better clip. But um he's he he's tough in the paint. He's he's a big body. You know, I wish he'll be uh more of a rebounder though. He'll really just be a focal point in the paint instead of trying to do pick and pops all the time. You know, actually get a, a developer back to the basket game. And, and a lot of big men now are becoming alley-oopers. They're like, well, uh, alley-oopers at least. And it's like, it's getting old now. Like, do you guys actually have a game or you just 
athletic enough to catch the ball and dunk it, you know. So I want to see him improve a little bit on his game. Um, number nine would be Sabonis. Sabonis has had a had a great two years in uh, Indiana since leaving Oklahoma City, and uh, I'm, I'm liking the progression. Uh, of course, he was hurt with the plantar fasciitis, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was out, so he didn't play in the bubble. But uh, what he did in the regular season was 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 amazing uh, for his year, and uh, he's only going to get uh, only going to get better, in my opinion. Uh, number eight was shockingly, I had Danilo mm-hmm. Gallinari. Mm-hmm. I like Danilo. I've I've always liked Gallinari, but he was just he could never. He's one of the guys that just couldn't couldn't stay out of the training room or training room, training room. You know, he could he he was always having some injury that sit him down for ten games, five games here and there. Then he'll be out for like, he'll he'll play probably half the season. And it'll be out for the rest of it. You know, he just he's had up and down career, so it's good to see him uh not back to his back to his form, but trying to uh, at least stay competitive with these young boys now because he he's definitely getting up there in age and not getting any faster or any more athletic. So, you know, we see what Danilo can bring next year. Uh, number seven, I got Sabayas. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, number six, I got Jaron. Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis. Uh, <laughs> number five, I got Zion. Um, Zion was really just playing ball. He was just being a body. He wasn't doing as much as I uh, anticipated him to, but he still has to develop a back-to-the-basket game, in my opinion. It still just has to develop. But, again, he's only a rookie. Got plenty of time to do that, but that's just one of the only things that, that – like, like, that's the only thing that separated him from being one of the best power forwards in the league is just having a, a back-to-the-basket game and can actually shoot with a smooth rhythm, you know, so I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Zion. I, I'm, I'm actually a believer. I believe he can actually be one of those ones, be one of those guys that can actually take the league by storm and really be the face of the NBA at one point in time. So uh, moving on from Zion, I like, I, I got Pascal at number four. He didn't, he didn't play as well uh, in the playoffs as I was hoping but he did enough to keep his team afloat. And with the styles of players that Toronto has on their roster, Pascal was a very mm-hmm. important piece. And he did have moments where he affected he affected the game not in the in on the stat sheet. You know, he didn't really make any moves on the stat sheet, but he was definitely doing numbers when it comes to hustling, uh forcing some turnovers. You know, just just being in the passing lanes, being in the right spots when they need you to. You know, so that's why I got Pascal there. Uh, number three, KP, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Uh, you don't got to really say much about it. Uh, shooter, uh, body, you know, rim, to, uh, rim protector. And then uh, number two, I got Giannis. Then number one, you have Anthony Davis, the man, the myth, the legend, the NBA, <laughs> NBA champion. champion. You can call him that. Perfect. I like it. Uh, I got AD at one, Giannis at two. I got Siakam at three, um, four. 
I got um ooh, you might laugh at this one. At four I got I my hold on, so I got one, two, three. No, I'm gonna put Porzingis above I'm gonna put Porzingis above Siakam. Um I think Porzingis Porzingis game is more developed than Siakam. Um he's become more dominant. I think Siakam he wasn't necessarily ready to be the guy in Toronto, but he has to be now. Um, so I got one, two, three, four. That's fine. I got those four. There's no debate. At five, I got oh God. I got Sabonis at five, man. Um Sabonis is I mean he wow. last year he averaged nineteen, thirteen, and five, which is pretty good numbers. Um, and then, you know, so he, he's, he's, he's starting to get there a little bit. Um, his mid-range game is getting better. Um, he just got to, like you say, he's got to stay healthy. And then we'll see what the bonus gets to the S6. Give me Zion Williamson. Uh, he got to lose weight, Malcolm. That's pretty much what it is. He got to stay healthy. He's not healthy right now. And until he gets that down, yeah. if he stays away, his jump shot's not going to improve. He's got to lose weight in order for him to become in shape, and he's got to develop more of a finesse game. He just can't dunk on everybody all the time. Like, this isn't high school. Like, you're not going to last if you just try to go through everybody. Um, what was that? Number six for me, right? Yeah. Um, number seven? Yep. Seven would be – ooh, man, I struggle with this bottom tier. Seven would be um, – I'll put John – oh, God. I'll put John Collins at seven. Um, he, like you say, he's a young guy, a lot of energy. Like you say, he's got to develop more of a three-point shot. His mid-range game is pretty good. Um, he's undersized for a power forward, if we're looking at the power forward that we named, but he makes up forward in his toughness and his grittiness. Um, John Collins was seven, right? I'm just going to track my seven. Eight will be um, Gallinari, yes, I which I think so. you had Gallinari at that position. And then nine will be P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Very slipped on. Doesn't miss threes. Ooh, he hits a corner three. And he's tough. Dude, I was trying to figure out if we can yeah. actually – I can actually take out uh, – personally, I'll take out um, Poop. I literally forgot about him. I can actually take you out – You got Tobias Harrison there, and I have P.J. Um, and I moved Tobias Harris out of my top ten because of that. I like to. So I got. Man. I got. Damn. Okay, matter of fact, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. We can take for me. I, I can. I, I want to put him up there, but just he, he's, he's in that, that corner. He's not that thing down. I'll. I'll take out. You know. I mean, yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I'll take out John Collins and put in PJ. I wasn't gonna move him up all the way. I've been disrespectful to everybody else, but I literally just I, well, shit. I PJ don't know, man. PJ be locking up really at that four, man. He be locking up at that four, dog. All right, bet. Look, bump this. Bump John Collins out. I'll I'll put. We're gonna move everybody up one. Okay. So PJ's gonna be at number seven. And then and then Tobias will be eight. Danilo will be uh. Yeah, so that's the bottom half. So I had. I think he's at eight or nine. I got Kevin Love coming in. I know people, he ain't been, he low-key been hooping. Last year, he averaged 17, nine, and three. That's good numbers. 
you know. Um, and then okay. at ten, I got Paul Millsap. <laughs> I got I like I like Paul Millsap. Oh well, I know, but I like, I like else it was going, Tobias is like eleven for me. Aaron Gordon could have cracked it um, for me, things like that. So. Yeah, he do. He got a. He got a. Jaron Jackson man. was in there too. Was, like I said, but I had to throw. I didn't want to put PJ Tucker in there too high. I think the seventh spot is perfect for him. Um, there. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, last last position of the day. We got the centers. We got the fives. I'm gonna just. I I got I got mine. I'm gonna just list them. I don't. I'm not even gonna explain them because. It's just cut and dry for me. Uh, number 10, LaMarcus Aldridge. Still competing at a high level. Uh, hopefully he gets back healthy. He can do something for uh, San Antonio. Hopefully probably push them as much as he can to the next level. Hopefully they can get some other pieces in there so they can uh, be a little bit more competitive in the West. Um, don't see them doing anything. But uh, Number 9 is uh, Andre Drummond. I don't know about Drummond, dog. He he tries so hard. He tries so hard to be good, but then sometimes it's like, what are you doing? But he is a rebounding machine, rebounding extraordinaire. So I have to give it to him. He he will definitely rebound the rock. Um, number seven is Nurk. No, uh, number eight is Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic for the Blazers. Uh, number six. No, what am I doing? 10, 9, 8, 7. Number 7, excuse me. Number 7 is DeAndre Ayton. Um, he can actually crack my top 5 list next year, depending what he does in the offseason. Because uh, he can he can play some ball. He's aggressive in that paint. He'll get those rebounds. He reminds me of a, a more skilled Patrick Ewing. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he looks like him. But he could play. He he could play in that paint. He could be a force, and and that and he could be the he could be that piece that uh Devin needs to take to uh take his game to the next level. Um, number. Mm-hmm. Is it six now? Am I tripping? Yeah, six. Yeah, six. I got Vucevic from the Magic. Vucevic has always been a consistent player. Just on a sorry team. You know, Vucevic is uh, very solid. Uh, Rudy Gay. Not Rudy Gay. Excuse me. Rudy Gobert. Um, he's my number five. No, nah, he is, though. I, nah, he's bro. up there. He's Six, in my top five, really too. So, brother, I'm like, dang, bro. I can't stand him. I really I, – I just, I, just, I just put Rudy, and then I'm used to saying mm. Rudy Gay. You know, say all the time, but I forgot. I got his name was Rudy Gobert, but Gobert is number five. He he's uh he he's contender for defensive player of the year every year, you know. So I you have to give him that respect. He does change the game in the paint. Uh, I personally, I'm personally not the biggest fan of him, but I have to give him the respect. But um, number four, I got Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Uh, he's just not as aggressive as I would like him to be, and he kind of shies away from the moment. So we'll see if he improves on that next year. There's a lot of guys that just need to play in, play in pressure a little bit better and all, like every, around, uh, all across the NBA. A lot of guys that can't handle pressure that well. So let's see what he does 
hopefully improves. Um, these two, in my opinion, after what I, I mean, this is just one performance, but from what I saw, uh, I got Bam at number three, and then number two is Embiid. But I wrote down they can be interchangeable because I like what Bam did. I mean, he he had got hurt, so he couldn't really play his play as aggressive, you know, because he would have hurt himself even more. But uh, what Bam did in these in these playoffs was amazing. He neutralized Giannis at the paint. Um, he really was a force to be reckoned with. And then Bead, of course, is Embiid. You know what he brings. Uh, just hope is consistency, and just he tries to take the game as serious as he does anything else. You know, so I hope he really works on other moves besides the fadeaway and trying to shoot a three. You know, because he 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 has some. He can he can he can do a nice little drop step, you know. He he has moves, but they're not. He doesn't have a bag like he should if he wants to be as finesse as he's playing. So, you know, Embiid has to uh, take the game a little bit more serious. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy as well. That's a problem. And then round off number one is Jokic, and that's that's without no debate having to argue with it. Uh, I'm gonna go one through ten. Yeah, I'm a I almost forgot about him. Uh, I got Jokic one, Joel and B two. If Joel and B can become more aggressive and not get sick, he could end up being one. Um, he just like say you gotta take the game more serious. Three for me would be, uh, Bam. Four is Carl Anthony Towns. Our top five pretty much look the same. Five is Rudy Gobert. He made my top five. Um, six for me. Ooh man. Six to me would be uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. You may look at me, I'm crazy. Ooh. Would be Aldridge. Ooh. I know, uh, but if the center high. spot is so bad, it's not bad, but it is. It is. It's so positionless now. Seven would be Miles Turner. He cracked in my top. Yeah. Oh my god! Eight, I forgot eight. about Miles. Ooh, yeah, Miles. Eight will be drum, drumming because I know what he can do, but I just need him. I would love to see him play alongside LeBron. Like, but he just he's in Cleveland. He went there to die. They sent him there to pretty much die um in Cleveland. So hopefully he can drum in LeBron. Then I got Bujacic at nine. And then I got my guy Steven Adams at ten. Steven Adams was Steven Adams was gonna crack my he, top ten. He was gonna crack my top ten because you don't no. you don't need he's, much offensively. He's gonna do he's gonna he's gonna do what he needs to do. He just gotta become I don't know. He I guess he gotta get more of an offensive bag, but I don't think he ever will. Um and then eight and I don't think so either. I mean honestly, I'm, 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 I mean just to have a a consistent hook shot. He don't even got to shoot the ball. Yeah, just yeah. just have a decent little run in the hook 100%. or a little drop step move. But he does have a little nice little. Uh, yeah, he has a nice touch. floater. And then eight would have been like he could have jumped up in there. But I got to see more him and things like that. So I think he's living the he's living the Phoenix life a little bit hard right now. So he's got to get in the gym. He got to kind of focus more for me. But that's my top. Yeah, that's my top ten percenter. <laughs> Rudy Gobert made my top ten, the top five. I can't stand him after the COVID mess he did, man. We would have been shut down, but still, man, he yeah, he, man. Went, he went too far with that. So, but yeah. 
Cause it was the way it ended. Like it was the way you you're the one that you was it. playing around, was bro. Some shit like that. <laughs> doing too damn. The the, the 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 definition of doing too damn. Man, you play man. too damn much, man. That's exactly that, that. That's exactly what it is, man. But with that being said, everybody, that is all. Uh, sending out uh, shouts out to our guy PB again. He couldn't make it with us today. You know, we were hoping he was going to be able to join in with us. But, again, he had to work. You know, we all got lives. Um, yeah, man. Like um, I said, we shout out to our guy, PB. Um, just keep coming. We'll, we'll probably – next week we'll probably have more um, football content. I want – we're probably going to tap into college football too as well, um, talk about things around the country with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten now playing and COVID and things like that. So, we're, we just appreciate everybody that's listening. Um, keep working with us. And then, like you said, the YouTube thing should be coming soon. So bear with us and keep supporting us. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. So for me, um, we'll wish everybody prayers, everybody. Um, stay safe out here. Uh, wash your hands. COVID is still Wear your mask. alive. And again, thank you. Yes, do all that. Do all that. Stay six feet away from me if you're going to be talking to me. Okay. Um, again, uh, like Brendan said, shout out to the listeners and the supporters. Uh, all the constant feedback we receive, we appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, Let's Talk Ball 3. Follow us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and uh, Google Podcasts, as well as other streaming websites. So, with that being said,